Welcome to Watch Our Crap Ins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just absolutely love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today is the wonderful and hilarious Ronnie Karam. What's up, Ronnie? Well, hello, Ben. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? Good. How's it, how are you doing? I'm great. You know, it's the middle of the week. Excited. It's hump day. You know, it's hump day, pump day. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we're, we're, it's mid-December next month. We are going back on the road for the first time in two years. We cannot wait, and we're kicking it all off in New York City for our Golden Crappies Awards. It's going to be bigger than ever before. Our tickets are actually getting pretty low, as we've mentioned before, so we want everyone to come to that. Time is running out. Uh, we are also going to many other places like Boston, which is also actually pretty low. And I, and I also heard, we just heard that San Francisco is on the verge of selling out. So if you want the, if you want to go to see those shows, uh just go to watchcrappens.com and get the tickets before they're gone. Um, and uh, that's <laughs> that's. Was there anything else exciting? I, I feel like that's like the most exciting thing is that we're about to sell at San Francisco. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. We've also got a couple of videos up on Patreon for this week's Crappens on Demand. We did uh, Real Housewives. Did we do Ultimate Girls Trip on video? That's what what did we do on video? I think we did. I think we we definitely did Salt Lake City. And I feel like we did a uh, girls trip. But I don't. Yeah, I think girls it. trip. It's like a blur. <laughs> I think girls trip this week was on demand. So go check those out. Our bonus is selling sunset. We're doing season four of that. Also, my mic levels have been weird. Sorry, but guys, guess what? We are kind of with a company, but we still produce this show independently. <laughs> Shocker. So yeah. let me know if my mic is blowing you out today because I turned this shit up. Okay. And we did some sound tests, but we never yell really like we do in the sound tests like we do on this show for whatever reason so just let us know on twitter or instagram if it's bugging you and i think that's it for now oh also take a seat was so fun this week we did um our live show take a seat on the green room app on spotify so join us for that it's on monday nights it's live it's 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern join us there because you guys are hilarious in that chat room and you're really good when we bring you up and it's been just such a great time so join us over there for take a seat it's also available on demand on spotify so if you miss it or if you just want to catch up i mean people like Ronnie said, it's really funny, but also people like come on and share some really good gossip. So, um, you know, we, we're really enjoying that quite a bit. Okay, so here we are with Vanderpump Rules. Wow, what an episode. What what an exciting, exciting episode of Vanderpump Rules to watch for us. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep, well, here we are. Still, you know, still hanging on. True Bravo fans, we're just still here <laughs> waiting. It's like a religious experience where you're just like waiting for the second coming. It's like, this is going to happen, right? <laughs> it's like something is going to happen, right? That's going to well, make this all worth it. Well, I have like gone out on the record and I've said I've enjoyed this season. I even at the beginning of the season, I was like, I feel like Vanderpump Rules is back. And for a while, it seemed that way. But but lately, I'm kind of like, 
couldn't the last three episodes have just been one episode? I, I feel like all of a sudden it's like we're doggy paddling in the waters. And um, I'm, I'm, I am like you. I'm like, something's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I actually think there's interesting stuff that's in there. But then we wind up getting diverted to stupid pickleball things. And I think all the stuff with Katie and Tom and her relationship to the, to the business is actually pretty fascinating. But um, but then I don't want to have to sit through pickleball and tattoo bets and really all that bullshit and little bits and comedy features and everything. I don't need that. Yet here we are. Leaner. leaner and meaner. I mean, I think it can all be summed up in the opening song today. And I don't mean the uh, theme song, but the first song that comes on. Here's the lyrics. I'm watching me, watching me. Tell me how it looks in the back seat. Okay, so <laughs> now you've got Trixie as a fucking Uber driver. <laughs> Looking only in the in the rearview mirror and not at the road. <laughs> yes. So we've got Trixie driving the Uber now. So you guys, I mean, even in your imaginary world, when it's just the songs, you're bringing the show down. Okay? We're not watching Uber drivers. All right? <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, the first place we go to is called Deuce. Which is literally like saying we're just going to a pile of shit. We're just yeah, going to take a deuce. We're, this is the we're about we're to drop one. Yeah. yeah. So um, here's a thing that's very familiar to anyone who lives in L.A. or who's ever lived in L.A. It's very familiar to me, which is this lady, Kimmy, mm. who runs some fucking business where she makes you sit in an ice bucket and then she takes your money. Okay? People like this, I can't with, I can't with people like this. And I feel like we give her so much credibility just because she's thin. It's like some fucking thin weirdo in L.A. who's charged you to go in a damn ice bath you know it's like thin people are just handed everything in los angeles and i'm sick of it i'm glad to be in texas where fat people win <laughs> now we we lose our rights as women you know if, if you yes. are one so listen i'm not going to be standing up for texas and More anything other than that there's not some skinny lady named kimmy trying to take my damn money to put some ice on me okay at least you have that okay well uh i also i also thought this is she was ridiculous but she did have a very adorable super midwestern accent she was like oh hi i'm kimmy you're gonna go into ice today you're gonna enjoy getting into that ice and it's gonna be really wonderful for you work on your breathing huh okay let me just give you an extra big okay so that we can get into the ice yeah, she's like Luke's brother from Summer or Luke's sister from Summer House. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the bros are meeting. Mine is Sandoval today. This is Not only uh, Brock, Brooke, Brooke, Brock, Brock, and uh, Schwartz and James. Not a lot of Sandoval this episode, in fact. I was working on my cover band extra. <laughs> Being extra, the cover band. Oh, 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 oh. Looking at me, looking at me. Tell me how I look from the backseat. Now there's a Tom Sandoval. Okay, maybe I figured out Trixie's goal in this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. So, uh, so Brock is there. He sort of arranged this little activity for today. And you're like, how there? Look at this setup back here. Right. So that we, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to you like get in here and get into the ice baths. So the uh, the idea is that they're going to get into the ice and work on their breathing and sort of like have some sort of inner it's for calmness. us to learn lessons being all right james needs to work on his rage issue and schwartz is well schwartz is schwartz well, well hopefully i will work doubtful but we'll try it so can we say get into the ice everybody go ahead get in i'm thin you can trust me just get in the ice water go ahead. i'm not gonna steal your insides just go ahead get in the ice. you know kimmy's sitting over there with a the fucking scalpel that she normally uses to steal your damn kidneys when you're under there 
Yeah, and then she's like, okay, and by the way, when you're in the ice, you do have to dunk your head all the way under, because why not? It's hilarious. So uh, they're like, okay. James like, have mercy! Have mercy! Okay, I'm always looking for different methods other than normal therapy to get out my rage, my anger, and one-on-one therapist just always looks at me. It never works for me. You know, I just spill my heart out, and then they look at me with a dumb face. They don't know what to say. I'm like, I have a feeling they're probably telling you what you need to be doing, and you're just not listening, James. Yeah, you're just so deep that therapists can't get you, James. They just (laughs) don't get you. They've never seen someone who's been bullied before and now has rage issues. You're just like you broke the mold. (laughs) Yeah, nobody bullied ever moves to L.A. I'll tell you that. (laughs) So Schwartz is like, well, my logic is if hot baths are bad for my sperm count, then cold baths are good. They must be good for my sperm count. (laughs) Now... As much as this scene kind of annoyed me because it was another one of these just like a stupid activity that we have to sit through. I mean, how many different exercises and self-care regimens do we have to watch? Really, most people on Bravo go through. I did. I did chuckle quite a bit because they did. You know, they lowered themselves into these ice baths like they were cowboys or something. If cowboys had access to ice. And I, I, I don't know why they made me think of cowboys because it's just the metal tins, you know. But then James, <laughs> James going in is such a baby. I mean, perhaps deservedly so. But he's like, ah, 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 stupid, stupid girl, stupid girl, stupid girl. It's basically how James would act walking down the aisle and seeing an ugly person at the end of it, you know, like at his wedding. <laughs> I can't marry someone ugly. I you can't don't... marry someone ugly. I thought you meant like he just walks down the aisle and just sees someone ugly in the audience. Like, you don't have to look at these <laughs> wedding pictures for the rest of your life, but I do. Get out of this wedding. So Schwartz is like, James, you have to take that anger and you have to refine it. Refine if that ain't refine the anger. Think of what annoys you most in the world and then marry it. Oh, well, it's working for me anyway. Baba. 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 <laughs> Baba. So uh, afterwards, they're all sitting together, and you're like, "My body is literally vibrating. It's vibrating." But thank you, thank you, Brock. I mean, this was completely challenging for me, and people can get a rise out of me so easily. Shut up! You think you're getting a rise out of me? I was want to talk about getting a rise out of me. Anyway, people get a rise out of me, and I want to make it harder for them. You know. So then, it's amazing Brock. how angry that guy can be when I've got his kidney in the ziplock. Crazy. <laughs> hey, Kimmy, do you Kimmy's like over there. And do you like games? <laughs> Kimmy's over there, like, packing up all their organs. <laughs> so then Brock's like, well, you know, growing up for me, being a kid with four fingers in school, kids are cruel. And that, for me, seeing that side made me a different person. I'm like, wait, wait, what? And then we find out about Brock's, you know, uh, farm trauma that is much like uh, Aviva Drescher's farm drama. I know. I hope Bravo keeps. I hope that Brock keeps the Bravo tradition alive and just throws his his finger at somebody angrily at some point in this <laughs> season. It's like every ten years, Bravo finds someone who was horrifically maimed by farmyard equipment. Really, it's a subtle like nod to get ri- getting rid of dairy in society. It's like, do we really <laughs> need dairy? <laughs> So uh, Brock tells us, well, I grew up on a dairy farm and my dad was working one morning and I went behind the bull. That was the first problem because it was a dairy farm and I went to the bull and then I startled it and kicked me and I fell into a a gate that was moving and my hand got caught in the gears. So here I am, all four fingers. And then we see his, his, you know, his hand 
you know, missing like a finger and a half. Yeah, but you can't even tell because his fingers are so big in the first place. It's like yeah. you still got more space there than everybody with like, like, one of his fingers is worth like three of ours you know and now listen i've got some huge hands anybody who knows me knows i have huge hands and even i saw those hands and i was like damn boy but i thought the same thing like you're not supposed to milk the bull like, <laughs> you know and sometimes these are Hard difficult lessons to learn, lessons to learn you know <laughs> so james is like well you know i'll get the bully and stuff and whenever i get mad i'll just have to say james where the fuck up james and remember i'm here to give the world love and music and light and you know what my temper is just gonna hold me back at the end of the day also your lack of love light and music will hold you back in pursuing those goals too <laughs> also your music in general let's <laughs> let's be honest probably hold it yeah. back <laughs> so now we go over to lala and randall's house and lisa vanderpump shows up um and lala's holding her her baby and then uh lala's dog lily greets lisa at the door and lala's like if jesus had a dog it would be Lily. And Lisa's like, oh, Jesus has many dogs, many, many dogs. And I have many, too. And some even work for me. Ah, get it. Get it. Oh, doggy dog Deline would try humping Jesus's arm every night after dinner. Darling, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. So how long have you had this sweet little piece of humanity? Um, Lily's like a couple months. No, not the damn baby, darling. You sack. The dog, darling. The dog. I actually, you know, I I have very specific opinions on Bravo dogs. I actually really enjoyed Lily. Lily, poor Lily. This poor dog looked like, you know, it's like, do I have to? Do I have to spend the, the remainder of my days in the presence of Randall M. Emmett? Like, why do I have to be witness to Pickleball? It just looked like a dog that was worn out by so many annoying scenes with Randall and Schwartz being shot in the backyard. It's like, woof. I can't. Woof, woof. I know. That dog's like, this guy is disgusting. And I shit on the ground. All right. <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> so Vanderpump is like, well, darling, the dog looks like it's had a time of it. And Lala says, yeah, her level, her liver levels are really high. Who's on? Get it. Sorry. Wrong time, darling. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and so, um, yeah. So, I mean, Lil, I mean, Lala and Lily, this is Lala, Lily and LVP. This is hard to get through. But uh, Lala is basically saying that Lily's been with her through all her drunken days, etc. So this is sad because I kind of feel like next episode they're going to announce that Lily dies or something. But in the meantime, Lisa is looking at the baby and she's like, oh, look at that baby. It doesn't even take after Randall. Look, it only wants one chicken sandwich. Oh, <laughs> oh, wait, I think it just dropped. What are the dice, darling? Did it drop dice on the floor? She's like, oh, my God, how does he keep finding those? He's trying to bet you. <sighs> so Lala takes her up to look at the nursery, which, of course, is insane it's humongous it's, it's gorgeous and um vanderpump is like lala's come such a long way and i'm so proud to be part of her journey once she was sneaking drinks behind the hostess stand and here she is with her baby lala what are you doing behind that crib <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is she was once totally irresponsible and now she has a child. So you put two and two together, please. So uh, Lisa's basically like, wow, this baby is so pretty. I'm so, thank God it looks like you and not Randall. 
Yeah, Molly's like, well, she came out really hairy. I thought when I shave Randall, I'm going to have to shave her, too. What do you mean you have to shave Randall? Like, where do you shave him? Well, you know, like his bum bum. He turns around and bends over, and I... She's like, no! It's like he just threw water on the green witch, you know? She's just, like, shrinking away and dying. Yeah. She's like, you know, because if I have to visit down there, she's like, what do you mean if you have to visit, you know, with my mouth? Have you ever even heard of the expression, close your eyes and think of England? Oh, dear Lala. <laughs> I cracked up at that part. Um, you're eating Randall out. Like, A, do we need to know that? And B, do you need to do that? I mean, really, the house is nice. Okay, I get it. The house is nice. Is it that nice? I mean, damn, I mean, girl, damn. You could probably just go to, like, Joanne Fabrics and, like, rub your face in some Angora and get, like, the same experience. Tom, talk about working hard for your money. Damn. <laughs> That's a lot. That's, oh. <laughs> it's really not I something just... we really want to imagine. Is yes. <laughs> getting, and going when, into you know, Randall's nether regions. Yes. And when people shame Lala, you know, like me or <laughs> like anybody else, you know, um, don't say it's not hard. This It is actual work. So, you know, you got to give credit where credit is due because that's hideous. I mean, that's like waking up every morning and just like shoving your face into like a jackfruit or whatever. It's just not. Oh, okay. So anyway. Fruit. <laughs> well, at least it's vegan. So, um, so Lala's just talking about how, how she and Vanderpump sit down in front of some pastries and, um, you know, and Lisa Vanderpump's like, I don't know how you can eat these pastries and still look like that. I'm like, cause she doesn't, she doesn't eat them. She put them out for camera. So, um, Lala's saying how she went off on Schwartzy, um, uh, and basically trying to tell Schwartz to defend his wife more. And, you know, because Katie was really looking forward to being part of the bar. Well, she's probably looking right now to really get her teeth into something. Right, you know, the bar. The bar, at least. No, darling, <laughs> Katie's useless. I was saying you should send the day nurse over to her with this box of croissant. <laughs> send it to Katie, darling. Well, I've been getting my teeth into something. No, we just pushed that image out of my mind. I know, darling, you've got a hair in your teeth. Please remove it. Right? <laughs> so... She's like, and what was this thing with the smelly feet? Did you do that? She's like, oh, God, Charlie said let's do pictures of our smelly feet and then sell them. And then that that money can go towards Rick Al's nose. Right? But um, I'm not taking time away from my baby. Did you? I love it. I'm not taking time from my baby. As she has just, like, shoved the baby to the night nurse for the 12th time this season because someone came over to, like, (laughs) say hi. Yeah. If she can't afford her nose, sorry, not doing it. I've already told you what I went through to get my nose revisions. I love Lala, who is all about like body empowerment, et cetera, et cetera, except if it's someone she doesn't like. And then she's like, um, no, I'm not doing that. Okay. And I'm not taking time away from my baby. Oh, shut up, Lala. You would like to be the first one to have done this if it were your idea. Yeah. So then, um, where are are we in a new scene? We are Courtney in a new comes scene. Over. It's some, it's oh, I didn't even write like a blur. line there. I'm like, what is Courtney doing in this scene? Courtney, run, Courtney. No, Save Cor- yourself. Courtney, the photographers come over to Katie and Tom's. Um, they're all arriving to do this like feet photo shoot, and Ariana's like, you guys. This is quite possibly the dumbest, most amazing thing we have ever done. Yes, and. Yes, and. Sorry, I'm taking some sketch comedy uh, again, just kind of getting back into the vibe of it. Yes, and. And Dumb things. 
Courtney's like, we're doing this for a nose. And Raquel says, yeah, because it's not symmetrical like I want it to be. You know, I've tried to do everything to make the best out of this bad nose job. I've tried contouring, nose exercises, um, kissing James really hard. Nothing is working. And I don't have $30,000 to fix it, but I'm still, I'm still shallow as fuck. And I want my nose to look good. All right. Commercials. Here comes one right now. <laughs> so, um, yes, this saga continues. So, so basically, um, Courtney can't believe that this is what she's doing. She's like, so you guys are selling photos of your feet on the internet. Do I have to put my name on this content? Okay, good. <laughs> so they just start taking pictures. And uh, at first I thought it was like kind of funny because they look, they were like so amused by it that I was actually getting secondhand amusement out of it. But then of course the show has to gild the lily and tries to do a comedy bit. You know, the, the show did a comedy bit once like three seasons ago and we all thought it was super funny. And now they are wedging it in like twice an episode. Now we have, I think we had two of them. So now they tried to make it like a like a porn like a seventies porno thing with the feet. Yeah, you know, look, if you're going to have a nose journey, I needed to start F. Murray Abraham. I just don't think Raquel can <laughs> can carry the story. There, I said it. Raquel's the best, probably person on the show as far as like real people. Like she seems like a really nice girl and everything but i just don't need your nose journey i'm done with your nose journey lady well i just don't need this whole feet thing like i'm ready for the next story like like substantial story beat which is of course lisa saying that she's gonna pay for it we just know that's gonna happen so let's not have the comedy bits and the feet thing let's just get to it right so raquel uh, announces that tomorrow she's gonna host a picnic some sort of like tea party picnic as a thank you for everyone i guess doing feet pics i guess <laughs> i don't know but the theme yeah. is fancy floral and I have a vision board about how I'm drawing inspiration. And she pulls out this vision board. And it's basically Lisa Vanderpump's house. I was like, did you just take all these pictures when you were at her tea party? Because that's exactly It's like pink flowers, pink flower linens, pink flower chandeliers, panty hiding under the table with a pizza bread. It's like, wait a minute. How did that get in there? I was Sorry, say, everybody. I it's just like pictures from Pandora's Instagram. Like, here I am with mummy in a flower dress. Here I am with mummy in the flower dress and a shawl. I was just trying to take a test picture of my feet at Lisa Vanderpump's team that was just under the table. It's like Pandora under there with a macaron. Like, what? Leave me alone. Leave me be. Uh -huh. So uh, Ariana was uh, saying how James had made some real growth because he didn't seem uh, belligerent when he had to be around drunk people at Brock's birthday party. And uh, Charlie's like, yeah, that party sucked because I almost had to punch an Aussie. And so she tells a story about how that one guy kind of like grabbed her totally inappropriately. And uh, Katie is like, um, well, did you say anything to Brock or Sheena? And she says, yeah, they were, I mean, they were standing right there. They were standing right there. And Ariana's like, yeah, but did she know that you were, like, upset about it? She's, yeah, she was standing there. <laughs> um, and then Katie, you know, you see the wheels turning. It's like Katie's coming to life. And Charlie's like, I'm starting to see a pattern regarding Sheena and friends and loyalty. And it's heartbreaking that Sheena chose to have this random dude's back over me. Yeah, and Kitty goes, if I'm bringing people around my friend, and, and if I'm bringing people around and my friend is visibly uncomfortable about it, I'll be fucking mortified. I'm like, why do I feel like that is a convenient narrative for Katie? I, I wish I could, like, 
pull up some really good examples of where she's being a total hypocrite. And I can't. But I think we all know those examples exist. Well, I'm just confused about the whole situation. First of all, that guy's a pig. You can't just go grab somebody like that. Yeah. I thought that the way that Charlie was playing it off, she like told the guy off. And then her boyfriend was right there, and then she kind of made light of it, which I guess is normal to do in a situation where you don't feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't make the situation light, but at first I'm kind of sticking up for Sheena because I'm like, well, sh- did Sheena even know it was this big of a deal? Like, yeah. what's going on? But it was nice to see Charlie tell that guy to go fuck himself. It was great, and she should have told him to go fuck, him- fuck himself. Uh, I think it was I think it was actually a little bit more great. I mean, Sheena should have stood up for a friend, but I can actually understand how Sheena may have just like totally missed that this was something significant that was happening to Charlie. Right. So uh, well, I just, at first I'm like, well, what did Sheena like? Was this bad or was it not? You know, because I always listen, I give Shishu the benefit of the doubt in general. But then Sheena just like completely blows up how she handles oh, yeah, it, she later, it so. later. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but later she just, completely destroys any faith I might have had. But for now, I was like, oh, you know, I just think it's funny, like in the past, how much Katie has had like, you know, badgered people like Lala or, you know, just whoever she brought around Jax. And now she's saying, you know, if I'm bringing people around and like, you know, my, and my friend is busy, uncomfortable by about it, I'd be mortified. I'm like, that's like what you thrive on, Katie. No, Katie. So then we go to this tattoo wacky scene in a tattoo shop with Lisa Vanderpump and uh, So they are with a tattoo artist named Max, which I can't even believe they let that name back on except for Vanderpump's son. Okay. Yeah. It's the only Max we will accept any longer on this show. Maybe it was him. He's like, surprise, mother, it's me. <laughs> I had to get another job to support myself since you don't give me anything. Oh, don't Someone just... Goodness. Someone just flies by on one of those little scooters. You're fat and no one likes you. <laughs> Enjoy not splitting a salad. <laughs> so um, uh, Schwartz lost another bet, you know, because he's and he's oh he he he's never not followed through. He's never welched on a bet. Okay, so uh, that's his whole thing. So uh, you know, he feels I feel bad because. You know, I feel my wife feels feeling like I haven't been super supportive lately. And well, I got drunk with Lisa and she challenged me to a game of high stakes ping pong. And yeah, if I lose, I'll get LVP tattooed on my body. And I lost. And that's, this wasn't a fair bet at all. You know, this guy's just an idiot. He'll bet anything for anything. Like, what was he? He was going to get three cases of wine from Vanderpump. It was her own wine. It was her own brand. It's like, well, if you win, you get to advertise my wine for free at your new restaurant. (laughs) I know. And he already has Bubba on his butt. And so, you know, here's this guy saying how his wife doesn't feel supported. And, like, maybe, like, the one thing she does have is his ass. And now he's going to basically divvy that up between her and Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. So he's getting his little tattoo and they're talking. And she's like, well, why is Katie so upset with you? And he says, well, she just feels that I've chosen Tom over her and opening this new bar. And it's like, well, I mean, it's not like Katie's been pushed out of this new bar restaurant, right? (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah, she has. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. If she feels like she's not involved and she's putting up her house for security. And he's like, well, actually, I was denied the mortgage. So I'm thinking of getting a small business loan. And, you know, wow. 
I mean, next episode, he's going to be having a lemonade stand. <laughs> I just feel like, I don't know, like Tom Schwartz needs to get his shit together. You know, I've complained many times on this show about how I don't want to see adulting. But like, I don't want to see adulting in terms of how they um, interact with each other. I want them to be petty and immature. But in terms of just like basic life responsibilities, you know, maybe like get some shit together. Yeah, so he's like, well, and then the betting, I need to talk to you about that, too, because Randall called, and, you know, I won the first annual Randall Emmett Pickleball Championship, so he called to do a double or nothing. If I win, I get $2,000, and what if you lose? He's like, well, he's going to need a menu placement with a drink named after him on the menu. Oh, Tom Tom's menu is not for Schwartz to bet with. He owns 5%, so we can put 5% of Randall's name on the Tom Tom menu. Maybe just a, a ra, ra. You can get the ra, which is, consists of j and ch. That's all you get. So Schwartz is like, wow, Katie's going to kill me. Why was she kill you for other reasons? Just get out of here, LVP. Because <laughs> he's got the brand now. Yeah. And so then we go to this tea party set up in the public park. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's some random girl being like, thank you so much for inviting me, Raquel. I can't wait for my first Chiron. And then Raquel. That's Paige. And she's already like Stepford wife. (laughs) She's like, yes, tea parties. Okay, I'm in. She has that like robot Stepford wife thing about her. And when they start fighting later, she's just like, "Mm, mm, (laughs) where are manners? Where are manners? (laughs) Where are manners? So people are arriving. Hello, ladies. It's Sheena. And then Charlie. Ariana arrives looking like a dandelion that's gone to seed. She's just sort of like puffy, like like a, she's starting this like very light, puffy thing. <laughs> what it's like if herself? Dust Bunny, it's like if Dust Bunny's had a prom. <laughs> Dust Bunny prom. So, um, but Lala shows up and she's wearing like a sort of like a tank top that says baby girl on it. And she goes, um, you definitely did not tell me it'd be so chic. I would not have worn a baby girl tank top. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I sent you the moon board, you know? She's like, oh, I read, you know, mood colon board. And I was like, yeah, basically, she gets me. So <laughs> do I look like a bitch that has puffy sleeves and a fucking tutu in my closet? Yes. Come on. Yes, you do, Lala, actually. Don't act like you don't. We've seen some of the looks that you've tried to rock on a red carpet for various John Travolta and Bruce Willis premieres that are video on demand. We've seen those. And Raquel's like, well, maybe I should have been clearer with my mood board, but I don't know what's clearer than sending a bunch of pictures and saying, dress like this, burn. (laughs) So they all have little gloves. She's provided them all with little tea gloves. And she's like, I love being a girl. And so they all do a cheers to the ladies who lunch. And uh, they check their feet finder, and they've had zero sales and zero subscribers. And Charlie's like, but I have hope, guys. I have hope. And Sheena's like, wait a second. I want to see these photos. Oh, it's, yeah, okay. Oh, I'm not going to pay a subscription to look. And then I just cuts to Charlie just being angry, like, you unsupportive friend. You wouldn't even pay a <laughs> subscription fee to look at the feet finder pictures we did for a stupid plot point. <laughs> I know. Charlie has decided she's pissed, and that's just where she's going to go now. So um, then they show the Lala. They show Lala the pasta feet because there was a picture where they're like, oh my God, look, someone's feet is in spaghetti. (laughs) So Lala's like, speaking of, how is Jameson? Which I don't know what that has to do with spaghetti, really. Well, because it's all about the pasta. 
It's right. Not about oh, pasta. thank you. They, thank they you. Say yeah, it's taking it literally. Them. Right, right. Taking it literally. Right. Yeah. So then we cut to James and scream therapy. Where's like, ah? And the guy's like, if you want to let an uh, any noise, let it be as big as you want it to be. Ah! I was really glad that this scream therapy was limited to like 15 seconds of screen time. That's what all these therapies and spa sessions just make it a 10 second flashback. Yeah, so Raquel tells him that he's in therapy to work on his temper. And Sheena's like, oh, that reminds me. <laughs> My is- boyfriend has an app called Homebody. It's a live streaming <laughs> fitness app. And they're doing a launch party. It's also a photo shoot. And he'd like to invite you ladies to come and get some photos. And, um, homebody. Zero segue for Sheena. That reminds me. Like, <laughs> like James, is, James is in therapy working on his anger session. Oh, yeah. And that's funny because Brock's on an app. It's like, what? <laughs> And Sheena's like, Brock has poured his heart and soul and every penny he has into this company. Um, send uh, some money to your fucking children. How about that? Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like the idea that he's put, put all his money into an app called Homebody when he is the one body that's not at home with his kids. <laughs> so then we see Brock doing his business. They're like, Brock, let's get a scene of you doing business, business. Do you need a manila envelope, darling? He's like, no, oh, I've got Cena's laptop. So he's like sitting in their kitchen. He's like, all right, listen, here's homebody. All right, there's going to be a, there's going to be some workouts. Then there's going to be a schedule for your workouts. And you can schedule them on the web. It's like, wow, <laughs> revolutionary. By the way, didn't Jax already do this? Uh, he tr- Well, I mean... Jax usually has done a lot of lot of things, uh, but he doesn't actually finish them. He did. Jax had like a for like a one second app, but it was. It, I don't even remember what Jax's app was called. At least Brock's has a cute name, Homebody. Like that's kind of fun. But Sheena goes, um, Brock is literally the most passionate, driven person I've ever met, and I really want to be friends. So I, I want all my friends to really start seeing that side of him. The really like passionate businessy side of him that goes and you know dunks himself in ice buckets in the middle of the day because he literally has nothing else to do yeah he's like the most driven person i've ever met like literally i have to drive everywhere i'm like an <laughs> uber for brock all right <laughs> and she's like yeah and he also asked the guys and he asked james and then james responded up for free it's like <laughs> dun, dun, dun. and Raquel says yeah he said Raquel, don't respond to brock's texts because he said we shouldn't do it for free yeah, um, for your friend's startup, and <laughs> she does like Brock has a child to pay for, and Lala to her credit goes, um, actually Sheena, he has three children to support, but who the fuck is counting? <laughs> yeah, it's like, and hopefully an engagement ring to buy soon. Um, so Charlie says, well, are all those three guys going to be going to that homebody party? And she's like, I don't know why. She goes, um, cause I don't know if you remember Sheena, but that guy tried to grab for me. It's like, dun, 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 dun commercial. Dun. So then Sheena goes, well, I'm sorry. I did not see him do that. I was just taken away by Brock's passion and drive for business, which was evidenced that day by doing a coordinated routine of jumping into a pole in Speedos. Yeah, well, I was like, why isn't Sheena saying anything to him about it? Because, like, it seemed like you saw. No, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. (laughs) And Lala says, well, she did seem pretty visibly upset, Sheena, about that. She (laughs) goes, yeah. I was on Lala's Charlie's Defender. 
Yes, Lala and Katie, of course, because they see a chance. It's anti-Sheena, so they jump right on, right? So Charlie's like, yeah, I was like, get off of me. She goes, well, I saw that Corey was right behind you, and you were like, bro, this is my boyfriend, and he's going to kick your ass. And then that was like, eh, like, I didn't know I needed to say something for you. Right. Um, Shishu, this girl has gone really hard for you, and you kind of expect people to really defend you. And then when they need you to defend them, you're kind of nowhere to be found. Well, I don't expect anything from everyone. Oh, really? Because you just told everybody that they're going to come do a free photo shoot (laughs) for your boyfriend. Like, you can't really say that in the same scene, that you just basically commanded everybody to do a free photo shoot for you. Yeah, so Charlie's basically like, um, Sheena, let's be real here. And it's not in a bad way. I want to defend my friends, but there has to be a little bit of loyalty. I felt like I've been so loyal to you and such a good friend, and you tell me I don't like this person, I'm going to tell that person they can go fuck themselves. And it has not been reciprocated at all, and it's frustrating for me. You sat there, and you talked to me about how people have hung out with and people you don't like, and then for then, for you to turn around and be a friend the next day, like what happened at Brock's party, like, I was like, she wouldn't even defend me because that's his friend, and she doesn't even want them to not like her. But, like, that's how friendship works, Sheena. And Paige is going, oh, my God, the manners. <laughs> Where are the manners? <laughs> and Sheena says, well, I had nothing to do with that. I mean, I'm saying, like, I know him to be a respectful person, so I didn't see him that way, and I'm very sorry. <laughs> and Katie's like, yeah, but when you have to be loyal to everyone, you're loyal to no one. Oh, Katie, go back to your fucking Instagram <laughs> spiritual memes that you're reading that shit. I know. Get out. Katie ate a fortune cookie. So uh, <laughs> Sheena's like, she's like, well, then I'm then I'm loyal to none of you, and I'm friends with none of you, and I'm friends to all of you, and I'm friends to all of you, and I'm loyal to no one. Ah. And then, of course, <laughs> Sheena does one of these. I didn't know I was showing up to a Let's Bash Sheena tea party. Oh, good. Oh, Sheena. And she goes, taking notes. Next. Taking notes. <laughs> So, you know, all Sheena really had to do was say, oh, my God, I didn't even understand that was a big thing. You really pulled it off like you weren't mad. And I'm so sorry if I had known I would have said something. And I will talk to that asshole and tell him to fucking watch himself. Exactly. I'm sorry. It should have been a better response. The end, you know? Yeah. Uh, But instead, her response is, the last party I went on, I got shit on. And it's making me not like tea. So then Charlie's like, listen, I don't want this. I I don't want to. I don't want to keep this. I was just like, no, just a letter T. I just don't like it anymore. Like every time on Wheel of Fortune, they're like RSTLNE. I'm like, what about RSTLNE? So then Charlie is, uh, she's like, look, I don't want to keep this bottled up. That's why I'm telling you. (laughs) And Lala goes, sheesh, do you feel ganged up on? If not, we will continue. No, I don't feel ganged up on it. It's just you have an issue with me, and you have an issue with me, and you have an issue with me, and you have a... Oh, my God. Those re's begin with a T. It's very upsetting. <laughs> very upsetting. I just want to go home with my baby. I don't even want to be here anymore. Can I go? And then Ariana's like, Sheena should not be invited to any more tea parties. <laughs> At which point I was like, well, that was a great... That, that, was a, that was a funny way. That was a good way to end the episode. That was cool. And then I was like... Oh, there's much, much more episode left. <laughs> I sort yeah. of thought it had like naturally reached its conclusion. 
Yeah, Mala goes, she's had enough for the day, guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then, um, ding dong, now we're at Katie's house, and she's pouring rosé, and Ariana comes over, and she also brought rosé. So Ariana's like, because you weren't able to be at my house when we did the cocktail tasting, I just wanted to enlist you in another way. So one of the things I was like, I would like to have in this drink box at home thing, drink at home thing, is like a drinking game. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Katie, Katie really loves working with Ariana and, you know, she likes Ariana because they vibe and Ariana actually appreciates her ideas. So they start like coming up with questions for like a never have I ever game. So Katie goes, um, never have I ever ripped my shirt off in a parking lot to fight someone. And so then we see a flashback of the famous fight, which amusingly they did not include Jax in this fight. They only showed Sandoval in the flashback. I was like, wow, they really don't want to have anything to do with Jax on this show anymore. Yeah. And Katie's like, never have I had my boy, never ever have I had my boyfriend drop a drink on my head. Or <laughs> never have I ever punched a friend in the face. So it's basically just all plot lines from Vanderpump Rules. And um, Katie says, and it's really nice to work with her and not be around some egomaniac whose ass you have to kiss every single day. <laughs> Sandoval. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So um, Ariana's asking about uh, if Katie and Schwartz are going to be doing their like sandwich thing at all. And, you know, Katie's like, well, eventually, you know, I just want to live in a Nancy Meyer movie where, you know, she's goes to her. I just go to my sandwich shop every day and. You know, and then I curse someone out and call someone a whore, and then I come home and I call <laughs> someone else a whore, and I drunk text my husband, and then the next day I sulk in bed. That's just the sort of Nancy Meyer movie I want to live in. Yeah, but I can't do it on my own. Actually, in Nancy Meyer's movies, they the women all do. do do it on their own. So <laughs> if you've ever actually watched one of these, you would understand that. Meryl Streep wasn't just sitting around waiting for somebody to teach her how to make a chocolate croissant. No. Okay? No. She had her own bakery. That's how she won people. At the end, she was like, come over and watch me make a chocolate croissant at two in the morning. That's exactly yes. right. That was the exact example I was going to use. So Tom Schwartz is back. He comes back. And Katie goes... Um, well, never have I ever tattooed the name of my significant other to my ass. And then Schwartz, we just cut to him in his confessional going, oh, God. Oh, I'm, I can't. I literally, like, every time he says, oh, God, and puts his head in his hands, I just, I want to, like, just throw my television out the window. I cannot deal with it anymore. Well, I may have made one more betting gaffe. Uh, Lisa challenged me to a game of ping pong, and I lost. And now I have to show you, I really fucked up, Katie. I had to get LVP tatted on my ass. <laughs> Katie's like, Tom, Tom. <laughs> Aaron goes, this is real. That's real. And so Ariana's like, you know, the thing with Schwartz is that he's so good at charming his way out of everything. I'm like, well... Uh, to, to these dum-dums he is. I think for the rest of us, we're like, what is wrong with this man-child? Get him, like, do something to him. Get him, like, <laughs> like this This person needs to be fixed. Yeah. And he's like, Ariana, are you leaving? Did I fuck your flow up? And she's like, you fucked your own flow up. And he's like, <laughs> I sure did. Oh, no, God. So she's like, yeah, if I was Katie, I would shove my rosé glass up his asshole. So she leaves. And then he's like, Bubba, I didn't think I would lose. That's why I bet. Hey, dumb, dumb. That's why everybody bet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> why do you think people wind up in the hole? Okay. So, um, Katie, 
Katie just doesn't like that Schwartz keeps betting things away, like his ass cheeks, etc. Or the the firstborn, the name of their firstborn to, to Randall. So, but ultimately, she just feels again that he does not have her back, and other people are taking precedence over her, or she says precedent, which is cool. It's like this person, this person is the new version of Katie. They have taken the precedent of Katie. <laughs> hopefully one day they will be precedent so she's like um tom and he's just ignoring her while he writes in a notebook and she's like you know it's like you don't have my back in certain places he's like yeah as he scribbles she's like and other people are taking precedent yeah you know but but they're only taking that on a professional level not on a personal level and she's like um no there's no necessity of your wife and i was like wow that's the most i've ever agreed with katie it's true and he's like, yeah, but no, but no, but no, <laughs> but no, Bob, no, uh, no. And then we see that this whole time in his notebook, he's been scribbling down a picture that says, I fucked up. I didn't even notice. I was like, not even willing to look at his notebook. Yeah. He's like, like no. this is what it says. I fucked up. Uh, so then, uh, I mean, divorce him. Like, seriously, you divorce. two are, you, you two are a disaster. <laughs> and the fact that they didn't get the scene of Katie kicking Tom out and then him kicking down the door to get back in and then them just getting to act like a happy couple the next day. I mean, when the camera crew is even that bored of you that they don't get that scene, you're, you need to go. It's time yeah, to go. It's time to go. So Lala is setting up some, I guess the pickleball party for Randall and she's like, Randall is the best. Like she's made all these poster boards <laughs> or the night nurse has been instructed to make all these poster board signs. I think it was the night nurse um, <laughs> because there was also a thing under the sign that said someone out there in TV land, please help me. Please get me a new job. So then uh, Randall yeah. is like, the moment I walk onto that court, I'm not Randall. I'm a pickle pro. You see all those referees that are showing up? Yeah, that guy right there is the number one pickleball champion in the world. And his mom is still very upset that she's making him lunch every day. <laughs> uh, so he's hired all these famous pickleball players to come coach him. <laughs> can't. There's like there's like ten guys that he brought in for this. Okay, so there's all these randos there, and Rand is practicing like yeah. And Schwartz shows up, and basically everybody shows up for this dumb little party. And um, Ariana says, "Sheena, you look so cute in your outfit." And she goes, "Thanks." Brock told me not to wear the pregnancy belt, but I was like, I feel more confident in it, so I wore it anyway. Yeah, and then uh, Brock is like, they're all showing up, and they see all these all these pickleball players, Raphael, Raphael Fodal, because it's pickleball, not tennis. Brock is like, now let me get this straight. Randall brought in world class players, and he's playing against the most non competitive person ever to win a trophy for himself. This is a little man syndrome on steroids. I mean, he's <laughs> right because no one else is even playing. They're just there to watch this like sad inside joke that randall seems to have only with himself like randall is so amused by this pickleball thing and like they're just there because the producers told them to be there no one is interested in this and he's bought his, himself a huge five foot tall trophy that he yeah. can win so um logan blonde logan is bartending and he hands schwartz a cup and it says loser he's like wait you put my name as loser on the cup god that's not nice <laughs> and um so then brock's like yeah that goes oh sorry you already said that part so schwartz is like wow look katie made me a sign and it's a box that katie has picked up at lala's house because <laughs> it says pickleball uh paddles 
that say Randall and Lala on them. So she picked up that box and just wrote with a Sharpie, um, like, go Tom, you could win. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Oh, (laughs) the night nurse is like, no, the other side has my message to the world. Someone save me. Show the other side of the box. (laughs) So Brock and Sheen are talking. And he's like, oh, I want James to get here because he keeps saying he wants to change, but then he doesn't think about the people closest to him. And she's like, nah, because he literally thinks that he is so fucking cool that people just want to throw money at DJ James Canada. And then he walks in and goes, hello, everybody. And uh, Brock is like, it's all, it's all I'm changing. It's not working. Hello, everybody. So then uh, Charlie. This is bullshit, by the way, for Brock. James, I'm no, I'm no like defender of James, okay? But they are all famous, Brock. Like everyone on this show is more famous than you, which you know, obviously. So you're walking into this thing trying to sell some new business using their images and shit that they would be getting paid tens of thousands of dollars to do for anybody else. And you're just expecting them, everybody to just do it. Like you have to ask, you have to make an effort. They don't just fucking owe you that you little freeloader. What the hell? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree, but I also think though that like, it seems like they're all friends and that James could like, you know, it feels a little a little miserly on James's part, but I agree. I mean, you're. I mean, I think it's sort of like their both sides are correct in a weird way. Um, it, whatever. So then uh, I'm like, I'm not willing. Ben, I'm not going to. When you're loyal life. to everyone, you're <laughs> loyal to no one. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't know it was a Shunite going out party again. So I mean, uh, I think if he asked them and they said yes, that's one thing. But just to send everybody an email, like, okay, do this photo shoot for me. Like, you should be calling everybody. That's a big deal. That's a big gift. Well, that's a big monetary gift you're asking from people, and just assuming like you're entitled to it. You know, well, and you're thing. not it's fucking entitled, sir. That's that's the thing. I think that it's more. I don't think it's wrong for him to ask for it, but I think it's more just that now. Like James is James has asked said how much. And at that point, I just would say, oh, I was just hoping to pull a favor. And if James still says he wants money, you just drop it and you move on. And then like James is going to look sort of actually more, let James look like he's the greedy one while everyone else who is more famous than James is like, I don't care. I'll do it. You know? So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I do agree. I, I think it's, it's a little, it's a little bit of a stretch to tie this into James's growth. But I mean, at the same time, there is something to be said about like, I, I'm like trying to help you and help you become a, be- a better person. Can you help me like with my app that like, so that way it fails in six months instead of three months, right? I mean, I get it, but I look at it as like, you're not helping him with shit. You're helping yourself have scenes every show by saying, we're going to do this for James. You're using James's like lead status on the show to give yourself scenes so in that way james is also helping you because he's giving you scenes to film and you're using his problems for that as well so you're like double using somebody so fuck off you're not entitled to shit unless you politely ask for it i actually don't think that brock is using james for scenes i think that brock actually in the absence of jacks they wanted another sort of like sort of a meathead guy in there and that he sort of has his own he has his own stuff. I don't think he needs James. I think they just, he's shooting with James just because it's like, I guess we have to shoot together, have some sort of bro storyline. But I actually don't think he's using James for scenes. I think he's maybe using, one would, one could make the argument he's using Sheena for scenes. 
But um, yeah, well, look, I'm not I'm not anti Brock totally. I'm just saying that when you say we're going to do a scene about working on James's rage issues, that's you scheduling a scene that you're going to be able to shoot now because you came up with this thing around James's issues. Well, let's be honest. He he probably didn't even come up with that. It was the producers who scheduled it. Right. That's probably what it really was. So then that actually supports your argument because he's actually taking credit for something that the producers probably made him do. He's just not entitled to shit, is my argument. <laughs> so Raquel is working out with Charlie. They're doing yoga or something. And um, Raquel's like, you know, there are days that you work out and you really sweat and you really make an effort because you want to be healthy. And then there's days that you work out so you can miss pickleball. <laughs> yeah. And there are just days when you just do anything so you can miss pickleball. <laughs> anything. So uh, Charlie is complimenting Raquel's tea party, saying how cute it was and stuff. And she also is like apologizing for bringing up her stuff there, et cetera. And she just, you know, but then she says, you know, Sheena is always coming to us with her feelings and we just like take them in. And um, Raquel then tells the story that at the beginning of quarantine, Raquel was hanging out with Danica a lot last season. Um, and, uh, and Sheena was like, I'm kindly asking you not to hang out with him. And Raquel was like, sure, like, I care about our friendship, so I'm willing to accommodate you. Yeah, Sheena, you can't do that. <laughs> like, Sheena's just running around telling people that they can't hang out with other people or they can't be friends with Sheena. That's so shitty. And Charlie, and now this Charlie stuff is making more sense to me, you know, now that they're coming out with this, that Sheena's literally telling them they can't hang out with people. I would tell people, to, I have told people to fuck off with that. I've lost friendships over that. Yeah, well. You well, don't tell me who to hang out with. What? Well, you don't tell Ronnie who to hang out with or what photo shoots he has to go to, okay? So uh, Sheena had basically, Charlie had left some nice comments on uh, Danica's Instagram. And Sheena texted Charlie and was like, um, being civil is one thing, but don't kiss her ass on Instagram. She said horrible things about me. And if she said those about you, I would certainly not compliment her, especially publicly. And that's all. Someone sent it to me and that was like, okay, I thought she was your girl. That's it. Um, yeah, Sheena is still 12 years old. Shocker. Yeah, also, Sheena is, like, super famous for being like, well, she's my friend, and you're my friend, and, like, I don't see what's wrong with that. Like, in that <laughs> right. the situation has been reversed. Sheena has totally been the one leaving nice comments. Right. And Charlie's like, yeah, I mean, I got a text message saying I commented too many nice things on her photos. So I just stopped because I was scared if I didn't, I would just keep getting these text messages about it. And she's like, yeah, even with that whole Brett thing from last season, you know, I had Sheena's fucking back even when she talked about me and called me a thotty club rat or whatever she said. And Brett told me Sheena's talking shit about you and I still took her side. Well, that's Charlie's fault at that point. (laughs) That's just blind allegiance. So, um, meanwhile, back at Pickleball, Lala is trying to make this a semi-interesting scene by coming out in a cheerleading costume. And Randall's like, yeah, it's gone to a whole other other level now. Ah." I just like that she was cheering for Whataburger because she was wearing like the orange and white of Whataburger. (laughs) So, thank you, Lala. Thank you. Thank you for trying to stay on my side. Um, so she's like, you know, like normally when I put on a cheerleader costume for Brand, I expect something in return, like for him to bend me over, you know, something fun. But in this case, I'm just hoping we can put an end to this fucking grandpa game. <laughs> <laughs> I know this one of the one of the more likable moments Lala's had this season is her joining us in hatred of this pickleball storyline. 
Yeah, now imagine her just eating Rand out. Okay, there. I've dispelled that. Or I've, I've taken that um, magic away. For myself, at least. So then, um, uh, then, <laughs> I mean, Randall really thinks this is like the most hilarious, interesting thing. This is all for Randall. And it's like, it's, we're not, it's, it, it just, this just speaks to his ego as a film producer and a human being. So now he's flown out, uh, American Idol runner up Willie, Willie, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, Willie has a last name, Willie Spence. Um, and I think we're all supposed to be impressed. I'm like, this guy wasn't, I'd be impressed if you flew someone out from Fox's American Idol, not the, I think this guy was from the ABC version. This is from like the the American Idol that no one cares about. And some would argue <laughs> that no one cared about American Idol on Fox after a certain point. The point is this, if you really are going to flex with an American Idol cameo, make sure you got like a, you know, give me a, give me a Lauren Elena or a, or a. I don't know. Uh, the little, the little guy. I mean, know. it's Fantasia or nothing for me. Okay. <laughs> give us a uh, Bo Bice. Give us a Bo Bice. Give us a, give us a dot tree. That's probably too big for him, but give us a dot tree. Give dot us a, <laughs> don't give us a Constantine Marulis. We don't deserve that, but give us a, 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 a Casey Johns. Uh, this Shit, is really just hard. just fly me in. I'll Man, sing some Fantasia said, songs. Give, I believe. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. I believe that there are miracles. I mean, God, anything. I still listen to that song on a loop sometimes and just cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Fantasia, I love you. Do you know how <laughs> hard it is to have to, like, on the spot, try to remember various. American Idol cast members from the top. And we both recapped it. Yeah, I We both the... recapped it for years. It's like, I know, I see all their faces and I'm like, what's that one? David, so-and-so, and that one's another David, and that one's a Blake, and that one's a Melinda. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm done. I was done after the Howdy Doody season. I was like, bye, <laughs> bye now. Honestly, give us Sanjaya. But like, the point is this, we're not impressed. We're not impressed with your late era American Idol cameo booking. So basically, they play Schwartz Loses, the end of that, right? Wait, do they play now? Okay, so Sheena yes. and Ariana are yes. talking about the feet picks, and there's still zero sales. <laughs> so then Lala goes up to James, and uh, he's like, oh, I worked out for three hours today. I got my pump on. Get it? <laughs> She's like, speaking of working out, are you doing Brock's homebody thing? He's like, well, he hasn't asked me about it. She goes, well, I thought he, like, texted you, and you were like, um, no, I'm good unless I get paid. He's like, oh, oh. Come over here. Come over here a second. Broccoli. Come on, broccoli. Come on over. He's like, all right, talk to me. He's like, well, I haven't heard a thing from you. He's like, no, I just reached out to you and asked if you wanted to do the shoot and the fact that you told Raquel not to text me. That was was what I was upset about. He's like, listen, I said don't text Brock back yet because I want to chat with my fiance about this first. He's like, all right, which is totally fair. Raquel definitely should not have told Sheena because Sheena is obviously going to run back to Brock. I mean, it's obvious. So, look, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't like, don't text him back. I was like, wait until I get back from the gym and we'll discuss it. I was like, okay, so you're not going to be honest because Raquel said that you said, no, I'm not. I'm not fucking doing that bullshit yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And also, when Brock texted him, he said, "How much?" Uh, which is also, you know, even if even if your point stands, Ronnie, it's kind of an obnoxious way to return a friend's, you know, request if it's coming from a friend, right? So, um, 
Uh, so anyway, so James is like, like I was like, I was like, don't tell, bro. I want to talk about it from the gym. And he says how he's trying to calm down and control his emotions. And he's like, but you think this is the way to do it? You think this is the way to do it? No, no. So Brock is now doing this whole thing where he's saying, well, I'm just trying to get my business moving right. Because as we all know, in the high tech space dominated by Peloton and a million other apps, Brock the big guy from Vanderpump Rules is about to dominate. And so, and I'm not stopping that. Hold on a second, Brock. All right, you've put, asked me to post on Instagram for you. And Ariana's like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. You're going to a 10. Calm down. So he breathes like deeply. He's like, look, this is my ice yogurt. So then he's like, and you keep asking me for to post this shout out, to post this, to post that. And you know what, bro? I'll do it once or twice. But you know what? It does get quite kind of annoying. So that's where I stand. It's like Brox is constantly being like, can you post this? Can you yeah. post this? Can you post this? It's, so that's it's fucking that's, annoying. Like yeah, all the cast members annoying. do it where they say, will you come to my photo shoot? Ariana did it with her drinks. Tom and Tom are always trying to, you know, get their drinks, you know, and mixology or whatever for their restaurants. It's not completely unnatural for the cast to ask each other to stuff like this. It's just that, like, Brock, you've been here five minutes and you're already asking all these people way more famous for you for a lot. Yeah, well, that's where that's that's more that's the stronger evidence that he's clearly just like pestering for various social media shout outs. So Brock's like, well, if it's for if it's tit for tit, I don't need that kind of support. And James goes, well, it's not tit for tat. But what what am I asking you in return for? Nothing. I haven't asked anything in return. I'm like, that's the definition of tit for tat. You are literally doing tit for tat right now, James. He's like, but I'm your friend. I've taken you to Ice Mask, which were films that I got to be on TV during. I've physically been there, bro. And James is like, but these are my feelings, and I think that they're valid. And Kitty goes, oh, I think I know what he's trying to say. Do you feel like you're being used? He's like, yes, I feel like I'm being used. It's like, okay, well, there may come a point where you may need something from Brock. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, wow, thank you for explaining it like that, Katie. There was a time when Katie was diabolically trying to take me down. <laughs> and then we see the scene of Katie telling Vanderpump, like, he called me fat and I cannot work in a place that supports that kind of behavior. Um, and he's like, but now Katie sees me. We should be pickleball partners. And that was the end of the episode except it wasn't the episode kept on going so now we have Trixie and I'm telling you I thought this episode ended so many times I'm not even being funny and Trixie's like we're gonna rise above we're gonna make it through onto Brides by the way no one has ever risen above or made it through on Vanderbilt Rules Right. So they're all having like their party at Tom Tom or whatever. And Vanderpump comes by and Ariana tries to get some feet pics for her. And she's like, oh, I could never. <laughs> and then Sheena pulls Charlie aside for their big confrontation. She's like, let's go talk in the back. And Charlie's like, oh, my God, in the back around the corner. That should be another feet pic shot. Yeah. Um, by the way, we should also mention that Randall came to Tom Tom with his giant giant trophy like i'm the winner i'm the victory victory <laughs> victory and like almost knocks over the nicolene fixtures with that tall ass trophy oh my god this guy's awful oh so charlie's like so how's everything since last time i talked to you she's like well i wanted to talk to you because honestly i was frustrated at the tea party so i wanted to talk to you and ask you why you felt you couldn't come to me in that moment on that day and charlie's like well 
it was how you reacted in the situation. It's not easy to tell my friends how I'm feeling. And when I do and they don't make a safe space, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? At the end of the day, you do shit like that and it's not going to fly with me, Sheena. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you and I, <laughs> you and I built a really good friendship and you and I were really there for each other. And the past couple of months, you haven't been a good friend to me and you haven't been present. Well, you know what? Like, I mean, sorry. And she goes, yeah, it's been a couple months, Sheena. And she goes, well, I had a baby two months ago. (laughs) And Sheena tells us, yeah, I've been a little distracted, a little selfish, a little caught up in my own life because I birthed a human child. Okay. That is my world right now, Charlie, not you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but. Sheena's always been a little distracted, a little selfish, and a little caught up in her own self. <laughs> I know. But I can't imagine telling a friend who had a baby two months ago, you know what, for the past two months, you've really been um, distracted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she's like, and like having people feel bad for being friends with people you aren't friends with anymore. I mean, she's but not on purpose. Like, have I complained? I mean, look, we vent. That's what girlfriends do. And Danica, really? Danica, <laughs> she's a shitty person. Come on. She goes, well, you can hang out with Jax, and he's a bad person. He said bad things about us, so what What does it matter, huh? Which was a good point. Good point. Good point, Charlie. Yeah, really good point, yeah. And she says that Sheena's a dictator in friendships, and she she pins us against her enemies, which I thought was funny. She's like, you will stand with Danica. Stand, <laughs> stand right there. But um, she pits us against her enemies and then becomes friends with her enemies. And she's like, and if she can't understand where I'm coming from, then I can't be her friend anymore. And she goes, when I get frustrated with you, I don't go on Instagram live and and bitch at you or unfollow you on Insta. I don't do any of that, Sheena. And she goes, I'm sorry. Do you mean it? Yes. I will put in the energy. I promise. Which means, no, this this friendship is about to fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Sheena, I feel like, is always nice to the new people. And then she gets kind of shit on. by the new people but this information where sheena's telling you like you can't talk to certain people and all yeah. of that oof, i don't well, know i have a baby you know it's like typical it's typical sheena where you just want to be on sheena's side but then she makes it so hard i know and you know it's funny because yes it is ridiculous for charlie to say why haven't you been present the past two months and sheena literally gave birth two months ago but we also know that for probably like two years she's gonna be saying well i'm sorry but i have a baby like that's gonna be her go-to thing well i'm sorry that i crashed into your car but i have a baby (laughs) yeah well you know that's our sheena that's all sheena and that brings us to the end of vanderpump rules thanks everyone for listening we will be back on the next episode with some real housewives of orange county we'll see you guys next time go get tickets for crappens live at watchwhatcrappens.com that's also where you'll find links for our videos and all that good stuff we'll talk to you next time bye Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the burg. You don't 
touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Cheese cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. 